Hello and welcome back to Feb Noir. We are a podcast where we review and analyze films that are written by, directed by, or starring women and discuss their representation pertaining to the industry and what we see on screen. I'm Serena. And I'm Whitney. And today we are talking about the Oscars because that happened and this is our first episode to come out since then. Um, So instead of reviewing a movie... We're just gonna review the Oscars, I guess. <laughs> we're gonna review the Oscars. I mean, it's a, it's actually, a yeah. You know what? We're gonna. It's all about movies. The Oscars. We're still gonna play FMF. We will rate it at the end. You won't get suggestions, but. Well, I mean, like that's if one it. of the movies we really liked, one I would recommend that. Oh, yeah, I'd recommend the movies, but you're not going to get another award show recommendation. No. <laughs> That'd be a little hard. <laughs> mm, if you like the Oscars, mm, you might like the Golden Globes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what's on the agenda today. But before we get started, we do have some quick housekeeping. As you know, we are a podcast that talks about representation on screen and in the industry. You may or may not know that it is just the two of us, Serena and Whitney. Um, and we would like to cover a lot more um, and produce a lot more content. However, we can't do that without your support. And so... Seeing as to how we're going on three and a half years now, essentially, we just want to say thank you to all of our listeners that have continued with us on this journey and supported us. Um, Thank you, of course, to our patrons that have supported us on Patreon. And if you would also like to be to consider becoming a patron um we do have a patreon we do um merch extra content and also have a discord that right now is patron only um just because it is the two of us we can kind of keep that a little bit more um what's the word managed i guess like it's Mm -hmm. not just like everyone and everybody um but yeah, so we do a lot of stuff over there, and if you would like to be in on that, you should join us, because we are also going to be doing like movie news um, episodes, and we take requests if you are a VIP. So definitely, if you're interested in doing any of that stuff, um, head on over to our Patreon. Link will be in the description. Um, yeah, thanks. All right, now we can talk about what we came here to talk about. The Oscars. <laughs> yes. I'm going to start off saying um, I do not like award shows at all. Um, I find them really, really boring. No, um, same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... <sighs> Part of my big thing is like it's it's a literally an all day event. Um, yeah. They start with the fashion, they end with the awards. They don't even show all the awards, and just it t- it takes forever. Um, and most of the time, I haven't even seen half the movies. Anyways, um, this year I think might have been the year where I've seen most of the movies. Um, yeah, but. 
for me, it's like the, just the next day. I can spend 10 minutes reading an article <laughs> about who won and be totally okay. And I not feel like, yeah, yeah, not feel like I missed anything. You know, like you got all the memes, you got all the important stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't, how, like, was the Oscars always like a televised live thing? Yeah. It was? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I mean, I guess back then you didn't really have much to do, but... <laughs> So, like, I guess it was entertaining. It's just not anymore. Like, unless there's drama. Because then what we really want is just to be watching reality TV. Well, I mean, there was last year. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and that, you know, that was a big, um, a, a big joke this year that they liked to repeatedly come back to. Yeah, they really kept bringing that up. And I was like, you guys, it wasn't that crazy. <laughs> Well, it's the only, like, it's the only, uh, oh, I, ju- I literally just had the word on the tip of my tongue. Um, like, it's the most interesting thing that's happened. Yes. <laughs> For a while, yeah. It's yeah. It's kind of like, wow. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, especially. Like, like, I guess they just can't be that upset about it if they're going to keep, like, reaping the benefits of it, you know? Oh, it's yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is not right. We do not <laughs> condone this behavior. Thanks for the views, though, buddy. Like, you know what? Maybe mm-hmm. I'll just pay another celebrity to do that. <laughs> yeah, next one because no one's watching it for anything else. No, I mean you do get a lot of people who who say like, "Oh, I'm just watching it for the fashion. I love all the dresses that everyone wears. They all look so pretty." That's my mom. Uh, my mom watches it for the fashion. Yeah, we didn't um, even have to watch the Oscars for that. No, watch the red carpet thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or um, just buy the um, fashion magazine. Yeah, just go on Instagram Mm -hmm. for the live updates. Um, I think the fashion part of it is the most boring for me. Yeah, it's not. I feel like of of all of the award shows and all of the like times that we look at fashion on celebrities throughout the year it's probably one of the more boring ones like i like i think i just realized like in the past like two years that people watch the oscars for like fashion because like for me that was always like the met you know yeah or like fashion week but i get like i don't know i never really cared about like what people were wearing to the oscars (laughs) i um, I just don't care. Uh, it's, um, like, I don't want to say, like, to me it feels shallow. There's a better word for it, but that's the closest I'm getting right now, is, like, it just, it all feels so shallow. And, um, and it's like, you know what, they do all look really pretty, but that's also the 10th black dress that I've seen tonight. <laughs> And they're all starting to look similar. Yeah, like, there's only been a few times where, like, the fashion's actually been, like, a statement. Mm. And, like, I feel like doing anything at the Oscars in the the realm of trying to make a statement is, like, looked down upon by the Academy itself. Like, they don't mm. really try to condone that as, like, like an atmosphere. Of, like, beh- yeah, like, they're like, oh, leave that to the, like, unsophisticated 
yeah like, musicians or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but like like there's only been a few times where they've done that like i think there was one time someone oh natalie portman she she wore a dress that had the names of all the snubbed female directors of that year yeah that sounds like her <laughs> but like i think that was 2020 oh wow okay so like real recent yeah, I guess recent. It doesn't feel recent, but Mm-mm. technically it's recent, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's probably the most recent one I can think of. Mm-hmm. Like, the only other thing I can think of was potentially last year there may have been um, a couple of celebrities that, like, wore... Um, garments that were like significant mm-hmm. to their culture mm-hmm. if i was to you know try to try to squint for something i'd say what the 2021 oscars when they it was all virtual and people were like in their pajamas <laughs> um kind of like you know as a statement of like oh thank god i don't have to get dressed up this year it's kind of crazy that there was actually a cool dress made this year that just, like, didn't really get that much um, publicity. It was called Woman Life Freedom, and it has the names of all of the Iranian fe- mm. uh, freedom fi- <laughs> freedom fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, they, like, stitched it into the dress. And then the woman that wore it was Iranian. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that, but let me pull it up again. I don't think she okay. was nominated for anything. She just was there. Mm-hmm. Iranian actress, uh, Shura Agdasula wore, um, wore the dress mm-hmm. in protest. So that's dope. Wish I saw more of that. Yeah. Um, well, like especially the way I because had to American way to find it. That's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason is is okay. So bear with me. It is going to get a little bit conspiracy theorist here, but it is all mostly true. But um, American uh, news outlets are actually doing a really good job of um not talking about the issue because no high key. Yeah, be- well, because the people who own all those news media outlets have such um, a high financial interest of not, you know, getting people um, rallied behind the cause. Yeah, the, like, four people that own every single media outlet. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Um, So it is, it is, it's being actively um, taken out of the news. That's unfortunate. There there have been a couple... um, broadcasters who've who've come out and they've you know laid it all out on mm-hmm. like they were told not to cover it um this is why they were told not to cover it um i really wish i could remember their names but it, i can't yeah mm-hmm. 
What were we talking about before that? <laughs> Fashion. Oh, yes. Yeah, I can't think of any other fashion, like, things that I was mm-hmm. ever, like, that ever, well, like, caught my eye, you know, like, other than it being, like, of cultural significance or talking about representation of some kind, like, and that hasn't happened a lot. So. Uh, the Black Panther um, crew, um, <laughs> but I think so many people were expecting it. Um, oh. That that's why they didn't talk about it as much. They were just like, yeah, no, they would. Was that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, because they did it the the first time. Yeah, um, I, I do remember that. Yeah, and she won again, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. This year, so yeah. Oh, did she win the first time? I meant to look that up when I uh, during the first Black Panther. I meant to yes. look that up when she got the her the award this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she then, won. Yeah. A second time this year for the second Black Panther. Good. I mean, she deserves it. Yeah. I think hysterically, hysterically, historically, hilariously, <laughs> oh, <laughs> hilariously, I think it's kind of funny that, like, like, if you think about it, for starters, this is... Um, Bear with me here. Mm-hmm. For starters, I think it's crazy that, like, a Marvel movie was nominated for, like, multiple Oscars this year. That being Angela Bassett and production design. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting that there are not very many, like, superhero, and I say that with air quotes, Mm -hmm. superhero movies that are nominated for anything in the Oscars, like, other than effects. Uh, Yeah, I was about to say, I think they do get it, but it's just, it's not... Spider-Man one, like, nominated or something? Or animated, yeah. Yeah, the animated one deserved that shit, though. (laughs) Oh, it did. When we, okay. Miles Morales, bro. I, I cannot wait. <laughs> um, jumping ahead a little bit, just to the actual awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I am very upset that Pinocchio won Best Animated. I didn't care to watch Pinocchio. Don't. It's, like, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was really boring. I did not think it was up to Guillermo del Toro's normal standards. And I have no reasons for why it should have even been nominated. Aside from the fact that it was made by Guillermo del Toro. But, like, everyone that I... Everyone that watches animated movies of any kind, or just movies in general, was that I know, was, like, Puss in Boots. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Puss in Boots, or... Um, oh, God. There was another one. Um, oh, Turning Red. Yeah. I didn't think Turning Red was going to get it, though, because that was uh, an early release. So, Mm. I still voted for it, though. Honestly, I mean, as great as that movie was, I feel like the animation was, like, like for Disney. Oh, agreed. It was very standard. 
Yeah, it wasn't like super special. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree, but it's Disney. Disney buy vote. Yeah, Disney. Disney can buy the votes whenever they want. So I figured they would. Speaking of votes, we have to talk about that to Leslie thing. So, like, basically, there was like some controversy with one of the supporting actresses because she basically ended up getting nominated. I can't remember her name, but she was the actress for for Leslie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the knife in the movie for Leslie um because she like campaigned and basically asked all of her like a-list Hollywood friends to like watch the movie and like support the movie and stuff mm-hmm. and like kind of asked some of her results allegedly she says she didn't ask them specifically but like it was implied you know yeah um the Oscars had to do a literal investigation as to whether or not you would be allowed to, like, campaign like that. And, that being said, it it's also one of those things where it's like, you're not supposed to campaign mm-hmm. for your movie um, because it kind of, like, ends up, you know, skewing just, like, what the actual, like, bias would be in the critic world slash in the um, realm of, like, just, like, the public eye. Um, And so she campaigned for her movie by asking all of her, like, really big, like, people like Gwyneth Paltrow, like, Mm -hmm. actors to, like, watch and support the movie um, and essentially ended up getting a nomination when, essentially ended up getting a nomination when The Woman King and Till, the two mm-hmm. lead actresses of those, were expected to get a nomination for that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that upset people. Oh, um, yeah. I'm upset that Woman King was snubbed. I'm so mad. Like, that movie was so good. It was, it was an amazing movie. I honestly can't imagine why someone why wasn't uh nominated um aside from the fact that it's just political and you know you're not they say like you're not allowed to campaign for your movie you're not um allowed to like buy votes but um i've like i've read stuff from people who are part of the oscar committee Uh and they say that half the time most of the time they don't even watch the movies like, yeah. they're just like, oh, I've heard about this one in the news a lot, so I guess I'll vote for this one. And then that's how it gets um, chosen. So you have movies where, let's just say Avatar, because we know that one's got the biggest budget out of all the movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for those of you who can't like see. <laughs> yeah, Serena just... gagged. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But so, for example, Avatar, since it's got the biggest budget, um, it just puts its name out there in the news for months leading up to the movie and then the movie's released and it generates all this hype about them about it and then it i wouldn't be surprised if it pays critics after the movie to just continue to talk about it and hype it up even more and so by the time award season uh, rolls around and 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 then they release it close enough to award season that it's still on the top of everyone's mind so that by the time they the voting happens um that's all people are thinking about mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, if you want to say, um, oh, the Oscars aren't political, you know, it's all, like, this is 
you know, proof that the movie's really good. It's it's not. There is definitely <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. some manipulation going on. So not true. Like, yeah, the Oscars almost have always been political. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. It's just like, even when we had the golden age of Hollywood and like all of that stuff, like when it began, Hollywood's always been super political. Yeah. Um, Hollywood is probably the second most political place. Third. Third most political place in all of um, the U.S. You got D.C., New York, then Hollywood, in my opinion. Hmm. Uh, It's weird hmm. to think about that in the scope of just pop culture in general, huh? I've never thought of, like, which lanes of pop culture (laughs) are political or not, or slash, like, which one would be the most political. That's interesting. I don't really have um, much to say about it. I just, I do think that's something that would be cool to think about. I will. So, um, I'm sure you've heard about it. Uh, but the F- Franklin Roosevelt, I believe was the first president, um, to appear on a debate on TV. If I'm remembering this correctly. No. Hold Roosevelt? on. Let me Google this. No, I feel like it was an earlier. Earlier. Yeah. So it was on. like, What's his face? Um, First televised. Wasn't it? Um, the one that everyone thought was hot. That died. Um, here we go. Yeah, Kennedy versus Nixon. I knew it. <laughs> yes. Okay, I kind of. I don't know why that was the only description my brain could conjure at that moment. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, um, sorry, hold on, I'm reading about this now. Everybody knows I meant Kennedy when I said the hot one that died, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, what happened was, um, the, the first televised presidential debate was Kennedy versus Nixon, Mm -hmm. and for people who were watching the debate, they, um... They all said that Nixon just looked terrible. Like he was sweaty. Yeah, they were like, he's, he's having a bad time. <laughs> yeah. And um, that Kennedy came out of it glowing, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people who were listening on the radio said the opposite. Um, and that the de- televised debate was um, pretty much what a lot of people believe uh, allowed Kennedy to win the election that year. Yeah, it's, like, heavily um, attributed. Yeah, so, like, when once I heard that, um, I that's when I started paying attention to, like, a lot of the political ads and how they were run, and then learning some of the rules that you have to put um, into creating those ads. Oh, yeah. um, you know, what's allowed, what's not allowed, and that's kind of, like, when it, like, kind of clicked over in my mind, that um, when people say that the media influences people, like, this is one of the big ways. Um, so oh, media is always... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, the way that the media has changed, because I think it was, like... It wasn't until um, Bush, his campaign, that they really started changing the whole, like... Or maybe, like, after. But that was kind of the mm-hmm. first campaign that was seen as, like, oh, they're, like, being really sleazy because mm-hmm. they're like actually talking bad about the other candidate 
like they didn't do that beforehand because it was like George like Dunning? it was seen as like playing dirty. Uh-huh. And then so like but like ever since that, like once they essentially started pitting like candidates against each other uh-huh. and basically forming entire like morals around the candidates yeah. and like their parties versus like just talking about like, oh, we stand for this or we stand for that and like we're gonna put your money here and to these mm-hmm. places. Like instead of doing that and just kind of having like an overall like here's just the facts on the candidate here, here's what they've said about this issue, here's what they've said about this issue. Once they actually started making them kind of fight against each other, like the way that our generation mm-hmm. views like presidential races and candidacies and like even just like the race in general and like how we care about politics is so much more morphed than it was mm-hmm. before that because before that they were given like facts essentially like facts yeah. yeah. so, like on the news and it was kind of like everyone was saying the same stuff you would get to hear from the candidates um like nowadays if there's candidates that like don't have enough money you don't hear mm-hmm. from them at all no because like no one's paying them up like i don't think anybody remembers like andrew yang running <laughs> No, yeah. <laughs> like, he was barely on the news. Like, he was physically in the room, but they didn't put him on camera, like, ever, Mm-mm. or even, like, put his sound bites on, like, the TV, uh, which is just, like, so crazy. So, like, that's just an interesting fun fact that I guess is, like, like it, it does get under my skin when people are like, oh, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's just movies and, like, TV. Like, we're just supposed to be entertained. And I'm like, ooh. It actually has a lot more to do with that. Like, that's what they want oh, yeah. you to think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the So I told you about it, um, but but they do book giveaways. And uh, I was just randomly scrolling, and I see one of the books was called um, The Black Guy Always Dies First. Um, and it's a book about um, black actors in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And they talk a lot about that. Um, you know, about how... Uh, what is shown influences people subconsciously and consciously. Um, And they do get into the Hayes Act and how that um, broke down a a big portion of those roles. So I'm, I'm going through it and I am so fucking excited for this. And it's (laughs) not something like, like I typically don't read um, educational books Mm -hmm. um, or nonfiction books. Um, but like this one is, it's really good. It's really, really good. I definitely recommend it. And Putting um, it on the book list. Yeah. That's another thing. Just side note that we are putting on our Patreon twos book lists. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but like both of the authors are really witty. Um, so it's, it, it keeps you interested. Uh, and I hate saying this because like, I feel like it's a little like condescending, but it has a lot of pictures. Um, so that helps a lot. Like most of it's just stills from like movies, mm-hmm. but when they, you know, when they're talking about movies, I'm like, okay, like, you know, I kind of like know it, but then like seeing the picture <laughs> while they're talking about it too, like helps me connect with it more. Mm-hmm. Um, so the use of their pictures is actually really good and really helpful too. And it's just a fucking fantastic book and I want everyone to read it. Who, who's the author again? Um, there's, there's two. Let me look them up real quick. 
because yeah, I totally am interested in reading that. Um, I think it's funny that we're talking about the Hayes Code, and I like that. I'm sorry, this is not a part of our like Oscars <laughs> talk, but it's relevant. Yeah, um, because after this most recent season of You, um, the show on Netflix, uh, I guess like Penn Badgley, like decided that he was like oh i'm gonna have it in my contract this season not to have as much like sex and nudity like out Mm -hmm. of respect for my wife which like cool i don't Mm -hmm. care (laughs) like i don't care but for some reason a lot of people ended up like supporting that but like supporting it in a very weird way where they were like like Essentially, where they were just like, mm, people like, sh- like, there are things that should be on TV and things that shouldn't be on TV. And like, the sexualization of like people or whatever, like on screen. I was like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Like, yes, the sexualization, sure. Like, that is mm-hmm. a heavy thing we have in mm-hmm. media right now. Like, me as an asexual person, 100% understands where you're coming from because I definitely struggled with that it's not the sexualization that you're talking about because <laughs> they're talking about like oh yeah like I don't like like all the sex scenes like if they're not like important to the plot or something like that like mm-hmm. I remember saying that when I was like young you know like, yeah I remember being like that but the thing was is that like uh, sex is a part of human life regardless so if your plot involves humans it's always going to be relevant Yeah, <laughs> the, sac- the the having of or not having of is mm-hmm. like a thing if it wasn't a thing then nobody would care about people's sexualities <laughs> like I wouldn't have to define myself as asexual people wouldn't have to define themselves as like homosexual mm-hmm. heterosexual etc and so it's like, you can not have sex on TV, but still be representative of all of these groups of people. And the thing that they're complaining about isn't the sex on TV. Sure, yeah. if you want to talk about it, like, not being, like, a plot thing, it's like, for some people, like, most of the time, it isn't just a plot thing. Like, mm-hmm. if you actually watch a lot of the stuff and, like, understand, like, what the intimacy of those scenes are Mm -hmm. and like if you have just like the media literacy to understand that like a lot of times like like yes 100 percent, there are times where like it's like unnecessary yeah where it's like yeah like it's unnecessary but it's like on some level though like a lot of the times it is a very uh like poignant point Mm -hmm. for the character Mm -hmm. and the character's growth and development so like I don't think that's the right argument to be having you know yeah (laughs) it was like some people were like yeah we're like yeah like on the surface that sounds great like sure whatever I don't care about his personal life like but then they kind of got into the thing where they're like I don't think there should be sex on television at all and we're like well yeah that's kind of like a huge. And it's kind the of like not ultra conservative showed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which they're trying to like ban in 
schools talking about until Florida, yeah. you're what like eight not 18 until you're like 16. out of um middle school basically no that sounds more so accurate like, um yeah it's weird mm-hmm. it's like that's that's what happens when you don't talk about things because like i think one of the arguments of like that is like oh like their parents should be having these discussions with them it's like Look, regardless of if you ban it or not ban it, it's still going to be on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on the media. Well, that and they're all they're all trying to do it to like, <laughs> you know, protect the children. But the problem is, is because the children don't know anything about it, they're more likely to get the wrong information and yeah. harm themselves. Yeah. So. Like, have, wow, we really have learned nothing from anything, <laughs> have we? Gosh. No, history repeats itself. My goodness. I cannot, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I get it, but it <laughs> pisses me off. <laughs> hmm It's all about money and, oh yeah, like, whatever, I don't. I do care a lot, obviously. <laughs> I was going to say I don't care. <laughs> like, jeez. Burnout is real. For real. Like, what? I literally watched a video of a senator say with his own mouth, he was like, we used to just have two peas, and that was... (laughs) That was peeing and pooping. Oh my god. But now, there's a third... He says, he says... But now, as of 2023, there's a third P, which is period. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And then he said, in a moment, they don't have a muscle down there. So when it happens, it just happens. (laughs) They can't hold it. Can we, like, mutiny? (laughs) Can we throw him out of office? Send him back into, like, the third grade for bio lessons? (laughs) I was like, bro, you know that, like, the vagina is literally just a muscle, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we don't have a muscle down there. As of 2023, apparently. There, well... (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, Let's not even talk, I mean... I feel oh so God. bad for his wife. Oh, that poor lady. <laughs> I feel worse for if he has daughters. Yeah, good point. He's like, what, making them go to school in diapers or something? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want the school to provide them with 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 pads, though. If If she were to have her period, she would just have to suffer and bleed all over the place. Yeah... Um, someone responded to just, that, and they were like, "He was like, yeah, like they can't, like we can hold our pee and our poo, but they can't hold their periods." <laughs> oh, okay. So I've seen a lot of men talk about like that specifically, <laughs> and then someone was like, "Okay, well, like we can't control sweat either. So mm. what are we gonna do now? Just give deodorant out too?" And, and then someone else was like, "You know what? That's a great yes. idea." <laughs> 
<laughs> like they need to shut up. Yeah. They really need um, to stop talking. They're giving us too many ideas. <laughs> agreed. And like we literally just talked about this okay didn't like just talk about it but talked about it earlier in the year with the movie turning red oh <laughs> yeah periods in the media it's yeah. like come on this is why it's important because you have freaking senators talking about laws about period care in schools like public institutions and he doesn't even know how it works <laughs> I'm literally crying. These are, yeah, these are the people who are making laws that affect our lives every day. And just the the sheer, like, ignorance that they full, like, chest spew in front of, like, live people and, like, recorded people, too. Because, like, that that's going to be all over the internet forever. Because we all know <laughs> that once it hits the internet, it never dies. Hmm. And that's going to be, like, one of his legacies. <laughs> There's two P's. <laughs> Pooping and peeing. And that's a 2023 third P, which is period. <laughs> I literally cannot. That was incredible. I like, hope wow. never say anything that stupid. It's just, like, sometimes I hear just, like, white men say things, and I'm just like, wow, I wish I could just <laughs> be stupid. <laughs> With no to little consequences. Literally, like, wow. Being a queer woman of color. <laughs> Man. <sighs> Do you imagine just being able to say whatever and have no consequences? ever that's crazy like, i can't I, imagine i yeah i was about to say i can't i can't because there's never been a moment like that Mm-mm. so yay that's so weird Mm-hmm. so weird like us being unable to fathom that is what they feel when People are telling them they need to be, like, held accountable for their actions. (laughs) I never had to be held accountable before. Why do I have to be held accountable now? I couldn't imagine that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. 2023, bully the politicians. (laughs) Anyway, back to talking about how (laughs) much of a crime. Honestly, it's a hate crime. I am... I'm deeming it a hate crime that Woman King did not get nominated for anything. That is a slap in the face. They, so, um, it was either Entertainment Weekly or Variety. Um, one of those really big media outlets, they, what they did was they took five, um, five of the, people on the committee um, from like different aspects of Hollywood. So there was like an actor, a director, a producer, and then like two other people who work within Hollywood. Um, And what they do is they keep them anonymous and they call them by their name, like their job title. So actor says this director says that. Mm -hmm. And the actor that they chose this year was the worst person you could find 
um, like homophobic, racist, sexist, like I, and just like you said, like just said whatever he wanted with no consequence. And the publication, instead of, you know, finding someone better, um, decided to publish his views. And for me, like, if I'm reading this, like, even if you give me the disclaimer, like, you know, his views are not what we view, like, um, what he says are his own beliefs, not the beliefs that we upheld, uphold. Um, I, to me, it's like, you still publish that, like, you're still endorsing it enough so that everybody else can see this. And, um, in multiple places during this, um, interview with him, he just like went back to bash on the women king for like no reason. He like he just randomly bring it up like in the middle of like a thought and just say like um stuff like and so I'm going to I'm going to have to like paraphrase cuz I don't remember everything he said. We'll but, find it and link it though. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. We're pu- we'll, we will put it in the Discord. Um but uh he said something about how like just essentially like black women didn't matter. Um, and like, there's no read for no need for that story to be out there. Like we get it. Like there were slaves in Africa and no one cares. Um, so stuff like that. Um, oh, my yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Um, dude, they had enough tr- trouble trying to get this movie made because of that belief just in mm-hmm. Hollywood in general. That like black stories aren't enough to carry that much of like, they're not enough to garner a fan base they're not enough to garner like bro i'm sorry but like that movie made like 97 million opening box office that's yeah amazing yeah <laughs> um and well and not to mention like just all the people that it inspired too yeah and like if we're talking about black people being able mm-hmm. to break boundaries creed i've seen creed 3 michael mm-hmm. p jordan directorial debut it is the highest grossing sports movie to date oh shit really yeah sports movie like of all time including all of the rocky movies i was gonna go for field of dreams (laughs) the highest like like we did that Mm -hmm. like this month (laughs) dang i that's crazy isn't it like that's insane and it stars only black people <laughs> come and tell me that we don't have enough pull to have a financial like reason to back up my stop <laughs> just stop there's okay hold on i i am gonna and then y'all are gonna go and and freaking nominate for <laughs> leslie which made yeah. what twelve thousand, something like that, that yeah is a rough number that is not an exact number but it did not make nearly that much Mm -hmm. so i i'm gonna circle back here uh to the book i was talking about the black guy dies first um Mm -hmm. to answer your earlier question uh it was written by robin r means coleman uh who has a phd um and mark h harris and when i earlier when i said that this was an educational book like it is sourced like it's got its sources um in the back of its book um but they break down exactly what you were saying for horror movies specifically because it's about horror mm-hmm. movies. Um, and they, you like almost quoted the book with what you, <laughs> you were saying. <laughs> like, like they, 
they had this graph with numbers um, and to- grosses, and then like everything you just said right beneath That's it. That's hilarious. That makes me feel really, really good about you know mm-hmm. <laughs> being a movie critic that did in fact get a degree in it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that shit. <laughs> um but yeah so you you definitely need to read this book um and so does everybody else yeah all right yeah that's definitely gonna be because like as you're saying this i'm thinking of two other books that i'm like like these will also be they're very also relevant like one Uh of them is one of them isn't even like a film book it's just a book about like art essentially and it's pretty it's not like new or anything. It just talks about essentially like how art really does like ingrain itself into mm-hmm. like the human psyche and like society and culture as a whole called the ways of being by John Berger. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, hold I can't on, remember hold, the hold, hold. author's name, but she's pretty cool. She did men, women and chainsaws, which talks about the brut- the brutalization of women on screen in most horror movies. Wow. You said that was Ways of Seeing? Yeah, Ways of Seeing and Men, Women, and Chainsaws. There's only one book that uh, I've never finished, uh, which is actually coincidentally relevant, um, and that's All Quiet on the Western Front. It was too bloody and too depressing for 8th grade me. Um... (laughs) So I I just I gave up and Sparks notes Spark noted it. I'm still shook. Everything. Honestly, that's a perfect way to lead us back into the Oscars <laughs> talk because that movie was nominated for Best International Film. Yeah. And I was like, what? Dude, do you I was like, know I want to watch that movie? Yeah. Do you know the story behind um the behind it? Like how it got made? So the story behind uh, getting it all made is um, Leslie Patterson. She is a, a medal winning Olympic triathlon athlete. And after her last triathlon, they asked her like, oh, you know, what are you going to do? And she said, I'm going to move to Hollywood and I'm going to become a screenwriter. And so people are just kind of like, I, that's a little weird and kind of random. Um, but you do you. And so she did that. Um, she went to Hollywood, she started writing, and this was her first screenplay, uh, supposedly, that she wrote. Um, like, adapted? Ad- yeah, adapted. Um, and she spent 15 years trying to get it made. And every year you have to renew movie rights. And so she was spending, like, tens of thousands of dollars trying to get this made, just to renew oh the God. rights to get it made. Um, and for 15 years, no one wanted it. Uh, then finally, uh, they ran out of money. She and her husband um, just didn't didn't have the money to renew it for another year um, to keep the rights. And uh, she needed tw- either twenty thousand, I think it was twenty thousand or two hundred thousand. I think it's twenty thousand dollars to renew the rights just for a year. And there was a triathlon nearby that had that exact amount as the prize money and she hasn't done triathlon in 15 years like after she quit like that was it she quit so 15 years later she just decides to start training again 
um, like right before the triathlon begins, two days before the actual race, she breaks her shoulder. And instead of pulling out, she decides to tape her hand to the bike, tape her arm to her chest. And let's see, there's swimming, running, and biking. Yeah. So yeah, so when she was biking, she had her How'd she do the swimming. She she taped her her hand to her chest and just swam one armed, um, and won. She won the money. So with a broken shoulder, she um, won this money after not. Not only has she not done a triathlon for fifteen years, she did it on a broken shoulder um, because she was so determined to make sure that this film got made. And lo and behold, she did it. Um, she got the she won the triathlon. She got the money, renewed the rights. And then sold it, and it got made, and now won um, an award for best adapted screenplay. That's crazy. I know. Like, if you want to talk about a movie, like an inspirational movie, like that sounds like one. I know they should. <laughs> what? That's more interesting <laughs> than the movie itself. Yeah, I know, I right? Know that movie was not that great. <laughs> <laughs> wow, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, kudos to her. Oh yeah, that's. Wow. Literally a dream come true. Insane. Mm-hmm. I honestly couldn't even tell you what other international movies were nominated for international features. I, think I don't I think I heard about them. Yeah, I think I recognized one other one, but I not I didn't think it was gonna win. Um All Quiet on the Western Front was too big of a name. Yeah. Like, everyone already knows that just from life. Mm-hmm. Oops. 2023. I'm looking those up right now. I had them pulled up, but then um, I just, I kept trying to uh, see so many things. Look up so many different things. So it was nominated for a whole lot. Um, I know it, it won cinematography. Yeah. it. So it didn't win adapted screenplay like I thought. Um, that went to win- Women Talking. Yeah, that's another one that was like, I meant to watch it before the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to. And like, oh my goodness. Um, it's one of I... those two that has like a weird like backstory. Yeah, I that that movie is one of the ones where uh, for me I really like the idea of it. I really like the idea of watching it. I don't know if I want to watch it because it's a pretty heavy movie and it's a talking movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I fully support it in every I'll way except it watching it. Yeah. Because that one's got, like, a complicated backstory, too, because I think, like, it's based off of a book. The book is written by this white lady that heard about a story that happened to an actual group of women Mm -hmm. in South America, I believe. Took the story, made it her own, made it white people. Mm Mm-hmm. And then made, like, a bunch of money off of it. Yeah. And then someone took the book and adapted the book. 
Yeah, yeah that's sounds crazy. All right. Mm-hmm. What's funny is that All Quiet on the Western Front, like, not only did it win international feature film, but one of the other ones that was in the in the running was Argentina 1985, which, fun fact, as of, I believe today, March 24, is um, actually the reason that Victoria Alonso from Marvel, that was, like, one of the main producers of Marvel for, like, years, mm-hmm. um, got fired. Oh, really? Because of her participation in being a producer for that movie. Hold on, tell me that story. Yeah, so I guess, like, originally she had permission to, like, make or be, like, a producer on that movie. Um, and then she, like, obviously was going to campaign for it and whatever. But they were like, mm-hmm. oh, we're not going to let you campaign for it. And she was like, well, I'm going to campaign for it. So she did. Um, yeah. They fired her. But people were speculating that she got fired because of, like, like because she was, like, kind of a hard ass on, like, mm. a lot of the VFX. Because she was pretty much, like, in charge of a lot of the VFX. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're like, oh, like, that's probably why she got fired was because, like, she's not, like, a good boss. Um, and so now people are like, well, because, like, she's claiming, like, no, like, mm-hmm. I had permission. And then mm-hmm. they got upset, like, after the fact. And so people are like, well... Is she fired because of her participation in making this movie? Mm-hmm. Um, or is it because of the other thing and they're just using this as like an, like you know, like the nail in the coffin kind of a thing? Mm-hmm. Um have so okay, I have no doubt that um like for me it feels more like a, a nail in the coffin. Um and I have no doubt that she was a bad boss. Um, just because there are so many stories that have come out of Marvel VFX. Yeah. Where it, there's, like, the buck has to stop somewhere. Um, and if enough fingers are pointing in a certain direction, um, you, you have to start to wonder. Uh, but um, there's also, have you heard of something called the Glass Cliff? No. Um, so it refers to a situation in which women are promoted to a higher position, specifically during times of crisis addressed, um, dress, or like during like a recession when the chance of failure is more likely. Um, oh. So while it, it's not exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, while it's not exactly like that exact definition, it feels similar to that where they put um, possibly a woman in this um, high position of power uh, only to, like, just lay all the blame at her mm. feet. They do that a lot, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. common. So, I, like, I definitely want to know more of what was going on. Um, but, yeah, it's, hopefully it does lead to better conditions for a lot of those VFX artists. Um, and hopefully Marvel does take a step back and change their practices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like Marvel is... They've, um, Disney in general. Yeah, they've gotten themselves into a bit of a plateau 
Mm-hmm. And that's even if you call it a plateau. It might be on the downward tilt. Oversaturated. We're looking, looking at a hill. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, no one's really excited for the stuff that's coming up next. The mm-hmm. stuff that comes out just keeps getting, like, average or worse. Yeah. Yeah. I I honestly hope that we're coming out of the age of superhero stuff. Um. Like, I really do hope so. Because I Not yet. I can tell you right now, not yet. Based off the way that movie trends are going, um, currently people are using movies as uh, escapism. Specifically, yeah. the most popular uh, types of movies right now involve time travel and or alternate alternate dimensions. Yeah, or um, multiverses. Yeah. So, you can do that without superheroes. Oh, yeah, you can. Um, but Look it's, at everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> <laughs> that one uh, everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Jeez. But um, I think it's easiest to do it um, with superheroes just because it's already such, um, like, they're they're all big names. It's uh, an established property. Yeah, and it's already, like, an established, um, basically, like, way to tell a time-traveling story without having to build your own lore. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think we're... We're in it for the long haul with superhero movies. Interesting. Because I was yeah. going to say that we're probably going to see a lot more, like, absurdism. But for similar reasons. And I think everything everywhere all at once was kind of like... like I hope not. It's like the... Yeah. Not... It's basically like the... Yep. We've done it. This is it. Everything's going to be weird and... Nothing matters, but yeah. like, you know, in a in a hopeful way, um, but also a sad way because that's that's also what happened. Like historically, if you look at like uh-huh. just the world and art in general, yeah, like postmodernism type, mm-hmm. like the like depression, like mm-hmm. <laughs> all of that kind of stuff. Like it would make sense that we would be kind of taking a turn into a new. Well, it's not really Era. a new way of looking at something, but, like, a different type of... Zeitgeist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it would make sense for it to be, like, an absurdism, because absurdism and weird timelines, like, it would make sense. The multiverse type thing. Mm-hmm. Especially considering, you know, like, not only are we going through, like, crazy technological mm-hmm. leaps all yeah. the time, but then you have a pandemic... That the need for escapism stopped a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You have the need for escapism, and then you also have, on top of it, a, on like a cultural level, the feeling of literally having lost physical time and having experienced a point in which your life could have been very different from what it is now. Mm-hmm. And that's like maybe one of like. It's crazy that everything everywhere all at once was made before the pandemic. Because I think I talked about this in the episode that Vic and I did on this movie. Um, but, like, I was like, it's crazy that they made that before mm-hmm. the pandemic <laughs> happened. <laughs> because, like, it really does touch on, like, all mm-hmm. of that almost. Mm-hmm. 
And it does it in a way, like, I don't think if the pandemic had happened that this movie would have been as, um, it was, it wouldn't have been something that people resonated with as much. I can agree with that. Because I've seen other movies. Their Mm -hmm. other movies are just as weird. Mm -hmm. Like, Swiss Army Man is weird. And, like, it's definitely, like, a taste that you have to, like, acquire. Yeah, same guys. And it's like, yeah. I can see okay. that, like, okay. like, considering how people reacted to that one, it was kind of like, it's like a cult thing. Like, that mm-hmm. one was kind of like, it was definitely, like, a younger mm-hmm. generation that enjoyed it more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it was definitely one of those things where it's like, no, like, you have to, you know, explain, like, what it is to people mm-hmm. that don't get it. Mm-hmm. But this one, everything, everywhere, all at once, like, not only did it hit because they had... Like, just the way the characters were mm-hmm. of being normal, everyday people, which is everybody now. And yeah. then it also hit, like, their immigrants. And then it also hits, like, the mother-daughter relationship. It hits the mm-hmm. generational trauma of, like... But then including that as a... We're here in this, like, time and space. And, like, time and space is what we make of it kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Especially after everything the world had just gone through it's like perfect timing i don't oh, yeah. think it would have gotten as much um it wouldn't have gotten as many like views i don't think people would have advocated that much for it had it come out earlier 100 percent agree i mean even for me you like you know me i am i'm very logical i like my movies logical um Unless it's, like, specifically fantasy or sci-fi. Um, but I mean, like, like on the nose, like, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie played just straight enough to where, like, it veered off that mark for me. Uh, but stayed close to the mark. So this, this, everything, everywhere, all at once, definitely pushed the... How much am I willing to follow this movie button for me. Mm. Um, I enjoyed it. It's not going to be a movie I rewatch a lot just because it is just slightly too absurd for me. It's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It is like, it's definitely one of those like, Oh, like you have to watch it a lot. Like a lot. Like I think people that didn't like this movie that, I've talked to you, that was kind of the thing. They're like, yeah, I didn't really like that part of it. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's completely understandable. Because again, like the Daniels are not like, mm-hmm. like, I mean, now they're big, but like they yeah. were big before. But like, they uh, were very indie level. Like, yeah. I mean, everything everywhere at once was an indie movie. Like it got pretty much all of its advertising from, like, because A24 picked it up, A24 does its thing, but everything else was essentially word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, circling back just very slightly. Uh, yeah, if if we hadn't gone through the pandemic, I probably would not have liked it. Um, just because with Swiss Army Man, uh, <laughs> I only watched that specifically because Daniel Radcliffe was in it, and I was you know going through my Harry Potter phase. Um, so when I did watch it, it was kind of the same thing. Where it just, like, it it wasn't my normal type of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it was so close to being something that I'd probably watch and like watching. Mm-hmm. And instead of, like, really liking the movie, like, I wanted to, I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know, it's a good movie. Like, I found entertainment value in it, but it's just, just like not my movie either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm not just always in the mood to watch a guy be best friends with a corpse that is <laughs> reanimated and talks, but also just has, like, a lot of powers. Yeah. It was like the friendship level that like mm-hmm. just that level itself i think that's that's this everything everywhere all at once uh does better in the fact that it does pay a lot more attention as far as like the plot and like points of the movie are mm-hmm. a lot more about the relationships and that's like why what they do works is because it is always more about, like, the relationship of the characters than, and, like, the absurdism is kind of, like, either, like, metaphoric or, you know, absurdism. Um, mm-hmm. But everything, everywhere, all at once really does hit a very specific intersection that is, like, that they really did pay homage to, like, a lot mm-hmm. of the plot, like, especially with, like, Jibu Chibaki, like, the character literally, like, Essentially, if you boil it down to, like, the essentials is she's looking for her mom. Yeah. She just wants her mom to understand her. Like, yeah. and all of the craziness. And I think that it's good that in everything, everywhere, all at once, they tell you that quite mm-hmm. literally. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise, that would probably be the thing that would have broken the movie. I, well, I can tell you right now. Not to um, review the film, but. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My mom, she, uh, she, she watched pretty much like all the movies that were nominated um, for, she tried to watch as many as possible uh, right before, like the week leading up to the um, Oscars. Mm -hmm. And when it came to this movie, I told her, I'm just like, mom, I don't think you're going to like it. (laughs) Um, And she's like, oh no, everyone loves it. Everyone loves it. I I think I'm really going to like it. I'm like, mom. I don't think it's your movie. Um, yeah, you have lo and to, behold, it's like a warning, like a warning yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, well, lo and behold, afterwards, you know, I talked, I was talking to her about it. I'm just like, yeah, so like, I'm really interested. Did you like the movie? <laughs> and she's just like, I don't know what that movie was about. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, to me, because like you said, like they, like they very quite yeah. literally tell you, like there's, there's no hidden meaning to this movie. Um, but it doesn't come into like the third act. <laughs> yeah. And I think at that point she had just she had lost. She'd lost yeah. the plot. Yeah. Um so by she had I think she she definitely checked out. Like <laughs> there was like she kept saying like, Okay, but what about this? What about that? Like she kept like trying to connect all these pieces and I'm like, Did you did you not watch the end of the movie? And she's just like, <laughs> I don't remember anything about the end of the movie. I remember everything before the end though. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, no, I think my mom had a similar thing. She was like, I don't really get it. And I was like, that checks. <laughs> it's a weird movie. <laughs> like, because, it, like, it's a lot. It is yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's, it's so good. Because mm-hmm. they really, like, they tie it up really nicely, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I do think, like, if I did have any, like, any things about the movie that I'm like, eh, wasn't my favorite, is that I do think that it's a little too long but that's oh 
completely agree. Like, like the timing, like the pacing just felt off once, like, I don't know, the end just felt too long. Mm-hmm. Um, now, yeah, I, I agree. Um, but I think is, everyone hmm. that watched movies this year was like, obviously this one's going to win. Like, I think I remember, like, the, this came out close to when Bodies, Bodies, Bodies came out. And I think I was mm-hmm. watching an interview of Bodies, 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 and the girl that's in, she's the lead character in the show Industry on HBO. She was like, oh, I saw bo- or, I saw everything everywhere all at once. It's totally winning Best Picture. And I was like, no, 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, that was so early in the year. Yeah. Especially for this movie being the earliest of the releases. Yeah. Uh-huh. For it to win, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, I think once it came out and everyone saw it, everyone knew. Everyone knew that this was the movie that was going to sweep. Yeah, like it just had that that relevance, the cultural relevance, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that it happened with. It's just amazing that like. Like, not only is it, like, culturally relevant, but it also, like, represents, like, not white people. And that's just, oh, yeah. like, amazing to And, like, mm-hmm. not straight people either. Like, it's just, like, wow. That's so nice. <laughs> I agree. Like, this movie is the first movie to be nominated for Best Picture that has more than one Asian person in it. I'm pretty sure this is the first Oscars in the history of the Oscars that has more than one Asian person nominated for Best Anything. Just, like, in general. (laughs) Which is bonkers. Um, Like, Michelle Yao is the first Asian woman to be nominated for Best Actress. Um... I'm pulling up a list, but it broke a bunch of records. Yeah. I mean, it's the movie that's won the most Oscars ever now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I do, um, while I'm pulling this up, I do want to talk about uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. Um, and how she should not have won. <laughs> um, Same. Yeah, no, it's I, the first time multiple actors of Asian descent have won Oscars in the same year. Yeah. Like, just more than one. Yeah. Is it, was, was that the benchmark, one? Yeah, just Damn. more than I one. I mean, that, like, you literally can't get lower than that. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro. In the history of the Oscars. <sighs> and, like, I'm so glad that they all got to have that moment, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like, like, Oh my gosh, it's just so, like, especially, like, because Michelle Yao is, like, iconic mm-hmm. in so many ways. Like, like she's been in so many movies and has been just such a trailblazer in cinema mm-hmm. in general, not only for women, but also, like, as an Asian person. And it's just like, dude, like, yeah, she should have won this award long time ago oh yeah but like they like what she was never gonna like they were never gonna nominate a movie with her in it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. 
and like the same goes for like you know Angela Bassett like she wasn't even nominated for best. She was nominated for supporting. Yeah. And like that the thing is, me. Mm-hmm. is that like Stephanie, Stephanie, she was also nominated for supporting. Mm-hmm. And if Angela wasn't going to win that, Stephanie should have. Oh yeah. Without a Jamie doubt. Jamie Lee Curtis. Sure. Her acting is fine. Like I don't have anything against her, or her acting at all. Like she's so far a cool person. Like, Mm-hmm. As much as I've heard about her in media, like mm-hmm. she might be kind of weird, but like I don't care. Like, <laughs> like so far, she like supports you know people that I support, and yeah. you know like tries her best not to like be a shitty person to people mm-hmm. in general. But like, she wasn't even in the movie for that long. <laughs> well, uh, when I was watching it, um, watching the Oscars. Uh, they they you know they read through everyone's name and they have like little clips of their role in the film what was the clip that they showed for her uh well so for uh stephanie they have she's stephanie is like giving it's like her big climactic moment with her mom where they're both kind of like tearing up and um, are you serious yeah and they're having like their big heart-to-heart moment right and it's just like this, it's this beautiful clip where you almost <laughs> want to start crying with her, right? Yeah. And it's only a couple of seconds long because they have to get through the whole list. But then they pull up Jamie Lee Curtis's um, clip and it's like twice as long. And I think it was like just her sitting at her desk, basically just like talking essentially to the camera saying like, you're such a bad business owner. You don't know how to do your taxes. Like, and it was so flat. There was but, no emotion in it. If they were to show any scene in that movie for her, it uh-huh. would, in my opinion, be the scene where she's sitting on the bench talking about not pressing charges. Yeah. Well, or like even the, I forgot about that scene. The scene that I was thinking was when she's got like the hot dog fingers, right? <laughs> and, you know, she's like having the fight um, with Michelle Yao. Yeah. Like, where she has like emotion, where she's like this, like, she's she's a character with a like a goal and she's able to like just not be like oh, this one dimensional character and they chose that clip but she's barely in the movie like we just well, said yeah. two clips and that's basically the only time she really has to act uh-huh other than the time where she turns into a weirdo that like is evil oh yeah yeah well, I mean, even then, but half like, the time, she's probably got, like, a stunt double, so... Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing, like... <laughs> like, she's not Michelle or Key, like, she, she's mm-hmm. probably not doing her own stunts. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Yeah, like, if Angela didn't win it, Stephanie, Stephanie definitely should have. Oh, yeah. I don't but know if she's seen it. But it is really shitty that Angela didn't, because, like... Like, it's, like, not only did, like, black people just not get nominated for anything Mm -hmm. this year Mm -hmm. to have the one that did get well okay there were two that got nominated and to have one that should have Mm -hmm. like very easily gotten that award like most people expected her to win oh yeah just to like no like bro yeah (laughs) i um, I don't, I don't know if you've seen it, but, uh, someone made a TikTok of the moment when Jamie Lee Curtis wins 
except it doesn't focus on her. It focuses on Angela Bassett. Oh, yeah, her face. It's heartbreaking. And I was like, girl's valid. Yeah. Valid. She doesn't have to pretend to be happy. No, yeah. Um, And, like, it's not Jamie's fault. Like, Jamie is Jamie. Like, it's the Academy, 100%. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, I mean, it it always is. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, I I feel like um, Angela Bassett and Stephanie were both... um, really snubbed in the most unfair way possible. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I've i kind of said this before, because it's not like the first time this has happened. Um, I mean, in this way it is. Um, but in my opinion, I think if there's a category like Best Supporting Actress, you get to pick one one person per movie. I don't think a movie should have <laughs> yeah, multiple entries <laughs> per category. That's funny. No, yeah, that makes sense. I think there's also, like, an SNL sketch where they talk about how, like, it's like a sketch, basically, where it's the Oscars, and then every movie that's nominated, they show you a clip of, like, phenomenal acting, and it's, like, a monologue or, like, a speech, and it's, like, a black yeah. person giving the speech or monologue, and then there's, like, a white person like in the background that's like oh yeah and they nominate the white guy (laughs) (laughs) and i was like yo for real though that's what it that's what it's like yeah for sure 100 percent um i definitely agree i'm not gonna lie though i was actually kind of happy with the movies that were nominated for best picture though um Like, the only one, no, there were two that I were kind of like, why were these nominated? But all the other ones, I was Mm. like, you know what, that's, that's valid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are, it is a good list. Because I was like, everything, everywhere, all at once, absolutely. Banshees of of Inisharan, loved it. Someone made a meme. I hate Avatar Way of Water. That wasn't a good movie at all. I didn't see it. That movie should not be on the list. I'm not gonna hate watch it. It's just I've I don't care about it, and I don't like, want to sure, support it. It can win visual effects or whatever. I'm yeah, shit. Nobody gives a shit about visual effects. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> it can win visual effects. Like, yeah, obviously it was. I mean, the trailer was, was very pretty. Yeah, but like the literal script is so bad. Mm-hmm. Like it is no different. I quite literally remember saying after watching this movie to my family, I was like, this movie is literally about a guy that has killed a guy and like, like under the guise of like, oh, it's for family and whatever. And then like, you know, goes and he's like, I want a criminal and so is his family now. And now they're on the run. And the guy that is supposed to be dead comes back for revenge that's it and you know it's it's all about family i was like bro this is a faster furious movie except way less entertaining <laughs> like i'd rather watch it sounds like it. be doing that yeah and be funny and be and not being not taking themselves like ridiculously seriously 
mm-hmm. to the point where it's just stupid. Like, y'all are in costumes, like, blue people costumes. Yeah. Acting like you're doing, like, God's work. <laughs> like, y'all made a Fast and Furious movie with way less cool cars. Mm-hmm. Way less cool stunts. And, like, you didn't even have that many people of color in it, bruh. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's the best way I've ever heard anyone describe the movie. And then, and then I watched the trailer of the newest freaking Fast and Furious movie that's coming out, which is the 10th one. Wait, another one? Yeah, and I'm going to watch it and I'm going to love it. Because they know what they're doing. Plus, they're the only franchise that, franchise that exists. In my, like, I'm pretty sure, like, if you look at big franchises, it is the most diverse franchise that exists right now. Like, movie franchise. It's the only one. And it's the only one where black, (laughs) black people, people of color, are actually getting paid to do fun things and have fun on screen. And then they get more roles after that? Hello? Like, what? They're actually getting, like, more roles in Hollywood after being in a movie that just makes a lot of money because it's fun and actually looks like the demographic of people that want to see it. <laughs> the next, this, well, the sad thing about that too is like the next biggest franchise I can think of that is considered diverse would be like Marvel. Yeah, and that's that's still hella white. B- bullshit is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like at least Fast and Furious like understands that it's ridiculous and calls like oh, it yeah. literally like it knows it. Uh-huh. But it also knows that the found family aspect of it is because its audience is a bunch of people that are one watching it for escapism and entertainment. Mm-hmm. So like it doesn't matter how grounded in reality you are and they know that. Mm -hmm. But also, it's got people that advocate and look like them, too, and aren't being just killed for senseless reasons. Yeah, yeah. They aren't being uh, brutalized on screen. They aren't um, slaves. They're not in jail. Um, They're they're just living their own life. Yeah, they're the heroes of the story, doing cool things and looking cool while doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. And even when they're technically the bad guy in the movie like even when they're like the criminals on the run they're still the good guys at the story oh yeah so like why would i want to watch white people pretend to be people of color doing Mm -hmm. that and then talk to the only people cast as people like bro there's a scene in way of water where zoe zeldona's character is called savage and out of yeah. all the blue people in the movie, she's the only one referred to as a savage. Yeah. All the other main blue people in real life are white people, and that don't sit right with me. No. Mm. Not at all. Yeah, there's this is just more reason why I don't I don't want to see this movie. I don't care how pretty it is. It's not even, like, it's not even that pretty. Good. Okay. Like, I don't know. I'd rather see real water. (laughs) (laughs) Do an actual underwater movie or something. Mm -hmm. That would be crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Like, I get that it's a technological advancement or whatever, but, like... It's the 21st century. We have that every time you turn around. Yeah, it's like, come on. I don't want more of them, but they're gonna make them anyway. Yeah. Oh, avatars. Yeah. Yeah, that whole... The whole way that James Cameron was just kind of like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna make more unless this one does really well. Excuse me? That's how Hollywood works. Like, you don't make more of something that someone doesn't want. Like, well, why unless are you're you... James Cameron and you're just a white man that's um, done things forever. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, like Tom Cruise. Uh, <laughs> he, do you know why he didn't go to the Oscars? Because he was filming for freaking Mission Impossible. Oh, uh, I heard that it was because he was avoiding his ex. Oh. That also like sounds on better. <laughs> to be honest. He is filming, though. Okay, I didn't know <laughs> that. One of the movies of that he's filming in, the, for the movie that he's filming in, one of the directors was there, and he was like, yeah, I was filming with him last night, I'm in town for 20 hours, and then I have to go back, uh, to the Arctic Circle to finish filming with Dom, and I was like, of course you're filming in the Arctic Circle. Yeah. <laughs> I miss I must have missed that then. I think it was like a interview. I don't know if it was before or after. Because hmm. I just watched the highlights. So I was like, I'm mm-hmm. not watching the whole thing. I watched a lot more than I thought I would. Um and essentially what happened was uh I I couldn't get into the um the washer dryer at my apartment. So I just took my laundry over to my parents, and my mom had it running. Uh, so I ended up watching a couple <laughs> hours worth of it because I was doing my laundry. I didn't have internet. I was moving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my excuse, but also, I w- why would I sit down and watch people tell bad jokes? It, yeah, I mean, it wasn't... Like, I think it's more of a testament that you can make as many jokes as Jimmy Fallon did about Will Smith without mm-hmm. actually saying his name and everybody knows who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But, like, he made the jokes and, like, he would just reference all the... He would be like, oh, yeah, like, Hitch. And we're like, yeah, that's a great thing that he's known for. Yeah. Thank you for reminding us why we love Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, the only way to bag on a person is to talk about all of their accomplishments mm-hmm. that might be saying more about I don't like I, I don't know man like you're really trying to drag a joke on for far too long yeah. it was over as soon as it happened yeah well uh, like we said earlier it's the only interesting thing that has ever happened at these awards like ever so yeah just like, bro. I didn't finish Elvis. Did you watch Elvis? No, I I don't care about music biopic bio, biopics. It was weird. The only thing I know about it is uh, Austin like, I didn't Butler? like how they did it. Oh, it was weird. Because, uh, like, it's... I thought, like, you know, it was going to be, like, a regular, like, biopic, you know? Mm. But then, like, it starts off, and it's, like, uh, it's Tom Hanks, as whatever character he is, talking about 
Elvis, essentially, like the story of Elvis. So it's also got like an unreliable narrator. And like the editing and the colors are like really bright and like dramatic. And I was just like, ugh. (laughs) Yeah. And I just like Um, was not into it. There was not a lot of like music mm -hmm. either. Like, at least, like, in the beginning part that I wanted, that, like, I've watched. And I was like, I don't want to finish it. Yeah. I, he, Elvis, just like uh, Marilyn Monroe, is just one of those people where their whole life everybody knows about already. Yeah, like, just don't touch it. Yeah. Um, so I like, feel like. Sure, I, he did a good job acting, I guess. Yeah. So, like, I feel Man's like already. has got a great Elvis impression. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so. Uh, that's, it's Austin Butler, right? Mm-hmm. He apparently had a speech coach, um, help him get Elvis's, like, very specific accent. And then he um, couldn't stop doing it. Yeah, well, now he can't stop doing it, so he's supposedly gonna have it forever. Which, honestly, that's fair, because, like, I watched Love Island, and I couldn't stop, so... <laughs> I can just stop mimicking their accents either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he says he's gonna get rid of it. I don't know how. And just another speech coach. It's just kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of um Lindsay Lohan, who had been, you know, really quiet for quite a while. Um, and then she came back and she like did an interview for something and all the news outlets or the media outlets were just kind of like, Lindsay Lohan sounds so weird. Is she on drugs? <laughs> and like, they tried to like play it up into like this big thing. Didn't and then she, she came out. arrested? Uh, no, that was, I mean, Bynes. Oh. No, like, I mean, like in the last couple of days <laughs> arrested. Oh, I, I don't know about. Lindsay Lohan and fraud. I thought I I know about Amanda Bynes. And what happened to her recently? Uh, she was apparently running around downtown LA naked. <laughs> um, I forget if it was drugs, but I think it she was having um, like a manic no, yeah, a, a mental health episode, uh, and she ended up calling the police herself, um, or someone. She called for help herself uh so they like help for herself yeah that's scary yeah um but so hopefully she's getting uh the help she needs i want to say it might have been drug induced though because when i was reading it um i felt uh really sad because she she did have a drug um issue and then she went to rehab and she put in the work and she was doing really good um, yeah, she's got charges for crypto fraud as of two uh, days ago. <laughs> but, like, a lot of celebrities do. Yeah. Like, Jake Paul. Yeah, I think Vanessa Hutchinson is one of them, too. I don't understand crypto, so I didn't invest ever. Um, I don't. My At brother. I don't think I do. Yeah, one of my brothers. If I do, someone does. else has done it for me. Yeah, and I was asking him about that whole situation. And, um, like, why, essentially, like, why are all these celebrities going down for it? Um, and it all boiled down to their special rules and laws regarding cryptocurrency. Soldier Boy and Austin Mahone. Really? <laughs> wow. 
I don't, this shouldn't be funny, but also, like, money doesn't <laughs> exist. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think I was talking with my brother about it. We were just kind of like, wow, it's crazy that, like, we're in a recession, but honestly, we live paycheck to paycheck anyway, mm-hmm. and have always known that, so, like, it doesn't feel any different for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I just watched a TikTok about how uh, people were talking about, like, their families just never noticed, um, like, the Great Depression or the last recession because they were just too poor. Yeah, we're just like, this is just how it's always been. Yeah. I just noticed that there were more people (laughs) in Mm -hmm. places that I frequent. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. The Fablemans, I didn't see. I didn't want to see it. And I heard it was basic anyway. Yeah. I... I like a lot of Spielberg stuff. Um, but once I realized it was like semi-biographical about him, I instantly lost all interest. Yeah, I was like, I don't care. Yeah. And also the trailer looked boring. Yeah. It just it feels very egotistical. And the last and movie he made, Loki, was boring too. Was that the uh the musical? Um West Side Story. West Side Story. In the Heights was, I think, Lin-Manuel Miranda. It was. Mm-hmm. Were those the same year? Mm, if they weren't, they were, like, back-to-back. But I think they might have been. Or, wait. It may have been Lynn Miranda's other... Other movie. It was the the Disney one. Moana? No. Oh, uh, Encanto. Yes. Frick. He had, he did Moana too. Yeah. I forgot about that. Lin-Manuel Miranda doesn't know how to, like, not be doing something. He's always doing something. No, he's always doing something. Disney just needs to, like, invest in other people (laughs) he needs to focus on um actually no okay so uh, i don't know if you've heard of the book series you should stop trying to sing is what you should stop doing Uh, um like 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 because of his voice or because you don't like his songs no he can't sing okay it's not good okay um, I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's a book series called The King Killer Chronicles. Yes, you have. You have mentioned oh. this one. Yes, uh, you didn't like it. Um, which is I was bored. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I, I highly disagree, but um, it's just it's such a beautiful book, and the author is like pretty much said like he like he wasn't really interested in having it adapted. Um. And I agree, just because of, like, how much is put into this story and the way that he uses words to tell this story is absolutely beautiful. That's true. Um, and just can't, in my opinion, be translated to screen. Um, but then, suddenly, Lin-Manuel Miranda gets attached to it as a project. And, like, everything just kind of, like, started aligning in my head. And I'm like, if there's ever anybody 
who's going to do right by this um, book, it's going to be him. And now I only want him, or now I want him to only focus on that project. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You're like a very big fan of this book. Like, oh yeah. Those of you that are listening, I don't like Whitney has been talking to me about this book <laughs> for like years of our friendship. <laughs> yeah, I I tried. I really Literally really tried years. to make her write, uh, read this book too. <laughs> um, and like, like she loves this book. Like I love Fleabag. <laughs> It's it's one of the books where okay I like disclaimer, it is dense. It's not as dense as Lord of the Rings, um, but it's pretty dense. Uh, a lot of people can't get through it because there's uh, because of because of that, and also because like a, cu- a couple other reasons. Um, so it's not a book for everybody, but it is a beautiful book that if you appreciate words and storytelling you're going to love it. Um, but uh, it's not finished, the series. And it and might never be. And it might never be. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone who has become a fan of this series uh, is absolutely devastated by this. Um, <laughs> like, it's it's an ongoing joke. Like, it, this, it's supposed to be a trilogy. And... Um, we have two books and a spinoff and it's been like I think over 10 years Oof. since the second book came out well, so you never know Suzanne Collins waited 10 years and then just decided songbirds and snakes or something uh, makes ballads of songbirds and snakes as a sequel to something it's the prequel to the Hunger Games oh cool I'm They're actually making a movie off of it. I'm really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I am one hundred percent like right like minutes before we started recording tonight. I was watching Catching Fire. I've been thinking about rewatching The Hunger Games. It's on Netflix. Because it's like trending on my TikTok right now. Yeah. Well, it's on Netflix because oh my god, you and me. Um but it's on Netflix until the thirtieth. Wait, only until the 30th? They just put it on Netflix. Like, in February. Yeah, they're taking it down soon. No. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I own them all anyway, but still. (laughs) (laughs) That series, look, I'm not going to lie. I slept on that series. I think a lot of people slept on that series. I think as big as it got, it got hyped up in the mm. wrong ways. Like, yeah, they, she wrote that book. People took its success and were like, how can we, like, monetize recreate it? other ways and monetize oh. it? And mm-hmm. they decided to focus on the romance aspect. Yeah. And I was like, dude, why? Because, mm-hmm. like, that was literally fabricated mm-hmm. in the book. <laughs> like, yeah. The romance wasn't a thing in the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so, uh, because it's all on my TikTok, um, and people are, like, breaking down the book, 
um, I realized how much I'd missed uh, when I first read it in, like, high school. I'm straight about to reread those. Yeah, like, early high school for me. Mm-hmm. Um, school. Even, I mean, even now, rewatching the movies. Because, like, I'm pretty sure I might have only seen each movie once, like, in theaters. Um, maybe a couple other times. Um, like, right before, like, I saw the next one in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, rewatching it now, like, it is, aside from the CGI, the CGI is very dated, but, like, everything up, though, else right? about the movie holds up so freaking well. Like, in a way that maybe isn't that good. What? It's not good that it's still relevant. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not good that it's getting more relevant. Yeah, like, girl, you were that's supposed scary. To predict, just, like, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think we rewatched it in 2020. Oh, wow. Just because uh-huh. we had nothing else to do. And then we were like, hmm. That was a little... Whew. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, and, like, I think, like, yeah, like, I hadn't watched it or read it since they came out, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I I realized like when I had read those, I realized how much I've grown because mm-hmm. I remember specifically reading those books and being like, like I loved Gail. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Rereading those books, Gail is the biggest red flag. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I agree. Because, like, I like I was trying to remember if I if I did like Gale, too. I somehow also managed to just block out of my mind that he was the reason for Prim. I, so I think, I think much like Katniss, for the most part, I liked him up until that point, where I was definitely, like, on the fence, but, like, de- leaning towards him. For the most part, and then he killed Prim. I'm like, all right, you're an actual jerk because you're not even sorry about it, but you like claim that you love her, like WTF. Um, but then, like now, rewatching it, like it's like every time he comes on screen, it's just like red flag, literally. And I like did not like Peta. I still don't really like Peta, but that's just because he's Peta. Like yeah. I don't know. There's just like. Like, outing myself again. <laughs> I have said this multiple times in our FMFs, but when uh-huh. it comes to guys, I like to be on equal footing. Yeah. I don't want them to be below or above yeah. me. Peter's just a little too below, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like you would just do anything. And I'm like, I don't want you to do anything until you put up a little bit of a fight. Come on. 100% agree with you. Um, there are, because it's on my TikTok, um, and because I'm more on book talk, um, I've been getting a lot of like literary analysis of the books, specifically, mm-hmm. not the movies. And uh, recently, what people have been doing is they've been comparing Gale versus PETA and, you know, why PETA is the, the better they match. always do. Yeah. And I mean, she literally explains it in the end. She's like, I didn't need fire. <laughs> yeah like I was fighting fire with fire it's like essentially the thing that like 
Black Panther it was like you can't fight fire with fire mm-hmm. it's just gonna end up destroying everything like mm-hmm. you need to have something to live for and Peter gives me that and I was like yep that makes sense summed up yeah exactly um so like just re-watching it um should we have a watch party just re-watch all of them on discord ooh I'd be down yo patrons hit us up <laughs> Well, actually, I guess we'll hit you up, because that would be really fun. Maybe we'll just oh, do, yeah. like, three consecutive, like, I don't know, Saturdays. Four? Oh, yeah. Four consecutive Saturdays? Mm-hmm. Well, no, it, it ends when? It leaves when? Oh, well, I mean, if you own them. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Possibly, if you own oh, them. <laughs> I'm down. We should just do it in a month, because then we could just do a whole Hunger Games month. Yeah, sure. Because, like, every week, four mm-hmm. movies. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. April. We're doing it. I'm down. Case movie month, I guess. <laughs> We're just going to watch them all. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I saw Babylon. I thought that was going to get nominated for more than production design mm-hmm. and music. Like, I actually did think that it would get... Um, Nom- like, I thought maybe it would get nominated for um, screenplay, maybe Best Picture. Really? I, okay, the Best Picture part was because it's, like, historically, yeah, the Oscars kind of enjoys movies about movies, mm-hmm. and that movie is literally just like a history of movies with fictional Mm -hmm. characters but from like the beginning of movies and so like I was like oh they're probably gonna nominate it because it it, like literally is from like the silent era to sounds um I'm not surprised it didn't get nominated more it just it did the vibe wasn't there yeah, that's I'm surprised. Fair. I'm surprised I, it got nominated at all. I thought it was gonna get nominated because that's how <laughs> I just I was like, oh, well, the Oscars likes to mm-hmm. do that, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just thought they were gonna nominate it for everything. <laughs> no, I did like the movie though. Yeah, I still need to see it. I do. I do really want to see it. Like, it is actually towards the top of my list. Like, if you're um, a filmmaker slash film, like, history buff, mm-hmm. you will probably like it a lot because it does hit on, like, like, it basically shows, like, we were talking about the Hayes Code earlier, it kind of, mm-hmm. like, like, it touches on that in the transition of, like, silent films to, like, the golden age, in quotes, of Hollywood and, like, all of the changes that happened that, like, yeah, maybe it was good for, like, money, but it wasn't great for representation and how, like, mm-hmm. you could get away with a lot more before mm-hmm. the golden age, or what we call the golden age of Hollywood. Like, there were actually a lot more women that, con- like, there were so many more women that contributed to a lot of films before the golden age. 
like they were editors they did so much in the industry and they were like actually got to do it and then also like people of color Mm -hmm. like when it comes to like the music of of scenes and like yeah and so like yeah you see that with different characters and it's also who is it it's freaking what's his face damien chazelle so like the cinematography is good the music's good Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like i think some people have described it sorry for the pretentious sounding (laughs) thing i'm about to say it is the antithesis of la la land ah okay i was about to say there's no way that it can sound pretentious pretentious but then as soon as she said antithesis i'm just like yeah (laughs) whereas la la land is kind of like a uh, well, Hollywood has, like, its ups and downs, and, like, you know, mm-hmm. eventually it will ruin, like, people, but, like, like it's almost the same type of, like, story as La La Land, but, like, flipped on its head. Because, like, in the end, they're successful, but, like, they lost other friendships, and then... Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, you have to, you learn that, like, yeah, you can have your dreams, but you're gonna, like, lose a little bit of yourself in the process, whereas Babylon is different, because it's, like, all of these people were in the industry, and then it changed, and they couldn't keep up with it, mm-hmm. but, like, they're still, like, but it, it does it in a way that pays homage to that. Okay. And not like, like it's not like they're not good. It's that the industry is a beast, yeah, <laughs> kind of a thing. Agreed. Which, yeah, is like the same. But like, so like, whereas La La Land is like really pretty and colorful and like clean, mm-hmm. Babylon is not. Interesting. Babylon is chaotic. Uh huh. So be ready for that. Okay. You don't have to sell me one. on it. Just cause, like, that was I said, another one my mom, I watched with my mom and she looked at me after and was like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I would have to give you at least an associate's level education of film history right now <laughs> for you mm-hmm. to get this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, that covered a lot. <laughs> but it's entertaining and it's pretty and the music's good. Nice. If anything. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. More so than wave water. Ugh. Uh huh. Like, wow. <laughs> if everything everywhere all at once didn't win, I probably would have wanted Banshees of Inisherin to win. Mm. Because, like, it was very creative. And it was so funny, and it, like, it had that, like, similar vibe of, like, talking about, like, the human condition. Mm-hmm. I... I didn't see Tar, though. Um... I, I had, I had, <laughs> sorry, I was about to go in a different direction, now I gotta go in this direction. <laughs> um, I actually had a lot of opportunities for like free tickets to go see tar no Um, same yeah (laughs) but uh i couldn't get past the trailer um the trailer was a little a little too much for me 
Um, and then all of a sudden it got nominated. It felt like out of nowhere. Um, and I so then, have recently heard things about the movie that have made me be like, wait a second. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Maybe I've heard, I do really want to see this movie. <laughs> I've heard just enough to where it's just like, I might consider considering it. Um, but I, in the end, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to see it. This might not make the final cut, but I was reading this thing where people were like, Tar is good because it it presents itself as a biopic when it's mm-hmm. actually a satirical biopic of a person that doesn't actually exist. Mm-hmm. Like a fictional person. And I was like, wait, yeah. that changes things. Exactly. Exactly. That it, I heard the same thing. Because I thought it was just a biopic. <laughs> same. Same. And I'm much more interested in dissecting a satirical biopic of a fictional person than actually just, watching a biopic. Yeah. I, just, I don't like biopics. I find them really boring. Especially when I can just like read something about the person instead. In a much faster manner. Um, so, I don't know. I... I might watch it. I might not. Um, but for best picture, um, my second choice would have been Top Gun. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. 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 It's okay. 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 No. 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 Listen. No. 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 Uh. Uh. Listen. Nah. I will admit, it's pure sentimentality. It is. I'm so angry. <laughs> Tom Cruise does not deserve that. I I agree. I agree. Um, but Top Gun, the original, it is a national treasure um, for my family because it. My dad saw the movie because of how effective it. Yes. No. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yes. Um, my dad saw the movie and immediately, immediately was like, "I'm going to go fly for the Navy," <laughs> and he did for twenty years. He flew for the Navy because of this movie. Um, and so we like it. Like we just constantly like this was so probably funny. Top Gun and Independence Day. Independence probably- Day is valid. <laughs> They're they're the two most watched movies in my family. Like it like we watch them multiple times like every year. Look, and Independence Day has Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I know. So like I know. Um we don't talk about the sequel though. Cause yeah. It's not <laughs> Wasn't that a Hemsworth brother? What? Wasn't that a Hemsworth brother in the sequel? Yeah, I think so. Um, he was supposed to be, like, the new Will Smith, essentially. Well, like, you had Will Smith's son, and then, like, the Hemsworth brother was, like, his, like, rival. But, um... Stupid. Yeah. That uh, doesn't exist. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, but, yeah, it's so when, when Top Gun 2 came out, like, we, like, we, we went and saw it opening night. We saw, like, the first, um, movie we could get, uh... Um, and it was just, like, we came out of that movie, and, like, our minds were blown. Like, we were just, like, this is a good movie. Like, it it wasn't, 
there's, there's a lot of stuff that's not good about it. But it's 30 minutes too long, in my opinion. I agree. And Tom Cruise should have died. He should have sacrificed himself, and they should have just let him be sacrificed. I, you know, I didn't think about that, and normally I am all for killing characters, like, I just think that, like, for their characters specifically, like, he doesn't really serve a purpose for, like, the story anymore, other than, like, coming back and being, like, a hype man. Oh, yeah. But, like, I feel like it would have shown more character growth of, like, Tom Cruise's character, I can't remember his name, Maverick. Mm -hmm. Like, it would have actually just shown the character growth of him if they had just, like, let him die and actually sacrifice himself. Because I don't think that him going back, I don't think that Goose going back, like, Goose, oops, Rooster, (laughs) um, going back, back for him made as much sense like I think it would have been more impactful for him to have actually just lost that Mm -hmm. I definitely see where you're coming from um I surprisingly disagree plus that would have made a lot more sense if they want to continue making Top Gun movies Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think they're still going to continue making Top Gun movies. I don't know if Tom Cruise will be part of them in the future. I but also mm. have to say, I thought it was hilarious um, that they made like this, and they were like, let's have a female pilot, <laughs> only to make fun of her for being a female pilot. Yeah. Movie. I was like... Yeah. What was the point? <laughs> They're inclusive because she's female. Let's just bully her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, my guy, that's that's not what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then the love interest was purely, literally there to be a love interest. Yeah. And the Nope. Nope, mm-hmm. never mind. I was going to say the only reason it passes the Bechdel test. It doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Uh, the mom and daughter? Yeah, but don't they talk about Maverick? Yeah, but I mean, like, they also talk about her homework. and. Oh, yeah, because they talk about their homework. That's yeah. it. Every yeah. other time and they talk, the sh- it's about the Maverick. Ship. Yeah. Because sailing a ship was just the daughter's sneaky way of getting her to yeah. talk to Maverick. Mm-hmm. Like, that's upsetting. Yeah, it, it passes you on, like... Three, three women in this movie. The most embarrassed. <laughs> they don't even talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I understand it's not a good movie. <sighs> I understand. I still like it. It's still my second choice. And... I don't think Tom Cruise should have died because it's like it's it's a big hero movie. It's a big hero movie. Yeah, you you can't kill your a new big hero. hero. I, they did. They did. Rooster. They established Rooster. Yeah, and, they and now Tom Rooster... Cruise doesn't have to be in it anymore. 
But, like, you know, he's, like, now he's gonna be, like, a weird character that's, like, like, you only do that if characters, like, if, like, the actor dies. You know? No. Like, kind of like how they did with Paul Walker in Fast and Furious. They're like, well, we're not gonna kill off his character. He's still alive. We'll just mention him every once in a while. Like, now they're just gonna mention him every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I hate that. (laughs) We were just like, if you want Tom Cruise, just freaking bring in Tom Cruise. It's his thing anyway. We all know it. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not upset with that. I I'm not upset with I don't like Tom it. Cruise. I don't want to see his face more. Oh, no, I agree. I don't like Tom Cruise either, but it's, yeah, it's sentimentality. <clears throat> That's all. Like, I understand what it is. I did like the cinematography of the airplanes, though. That was fun. Mm-hmm. That was way more fun than watching Avatar. Yeah. Well, I, I assume so. I will say that if you want, here's our recommenda- our recommendation section. <laughs> if you want a movie <laughs> that has, like, the vibe of Top Gun Maverick, but is historically relevant mm. in the fact that it is about the first black pilot to fly for the U.S., um, you should watch a movie called Devotion. It also has the same guy in it um, as, like, the co-star mm-hmm. that is the rival co-star guy in Dog Gun. <laughs> and, yeah, he's a Navy pilot because pilots flew with the Navy before they were the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, I think, World War? No. I don't remember which war it was, but it was like the 40s. But yeah, first black pilot to fly for the U.S., um, played by Jonathan Majors and directed by a black person. So you should watch it. Devotion. And they don't do a green book thing where it's like a white savior movie either. Interesting. Okay. I'm willing to watch that. Devotion. Devotion. And uh, Joe Jonas has a very small role in it. So, I don't Hmm. know. Let's just do with that what you will. (laughs) I mean, people went out to go watch um, that one war movie with Harry Styles. He does the end credit scene. Okay, but that was like a Christopher Nolan movie. Or are you talking about the policeman one? No. Um the war uh the one with the it also had an airplane and the Nolan one. Yeah. Yeah, but that that wasn't because of Harry. Oh, a lot of people saw it because just because of him. Really? Yeah. That was on they released that on film, like at like seventy eight millimeter. Yeah, I had that's a, why I watched it. Well, I had to run that, um, the projector. Mm-hmm. And I know. <laughs> <laughs> it just, there, do you know how many, like, young females were watching that? And, like, every time he came on screen, like, they'd all sit up in their seat. Wait, for real? That's crazy. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, hairstyles wasn't really on my map until 2020, maybe. Really? Yeah, I wasn't a big, like, One Direction fan. Oh, I'm not either, but I mean, like, 
So like I, I knew a lot about him. Care about them because he, he made a lot of headlines. So should we play FMF? I don't know. I don't want to anymore. Although, <laughs> if I had a title this episode, me too. If I had a title this episode, I'd call it Everything But the Oscars. <laughs> I think that's all that we have for you guys today. Um, if we think of any more recommendations, we'll definitely put them in the description. Um, if you guys are interested in joining us for a Hunger Games month, we will definitely do just like, you know, like a week of every day. Or a week. Oh my lord. <laughs> a weekend for every week of April. Um, and we'll just watch a Hunger Games movie together and maybe talk about it. Um, definitely we'll talk about it like in the Discord and we'll post all the mm-hmm. TikToks and memes and analysis that we have. So you should join us. Um, join us over there on our Discord, which you do have to be a patron to do, but our lowest tier is basically no money at all so it's very easy to do um that being said we're gonna go ahead and shout out our vips susan johnson and kawana coleman um thank you so much for your support um and everyone that's listening thank you for supporting us um if you wish to continue once again you can either go on our patreon Continue listening, give us a thumbs up or like a star review, follow us, Mm -hmm. subscribe so you get notified when we release new episodes. And you should stay up to date with us on our socials at Femnoir Podcast. That's all we have. Bye. Bye.